the streams podcast listen up mini version uh our co-host david gunn is back uh david how are you sir doing well a little tired but i'm I'm doing well yeah tell the audience you and i were just chatting before we jumped on the pod great uh kind of anniversary moment for your business talk talk about the one year milestone yeah so yesterday uh was exactly one year anniversary of when we first opened our doors at our Orange Theory Fitness, uh, Warner Robin Studio. So, took the fam down there um, yesterday. We had a big anniversary party. Invited our members out, our entire staff. Uh, so it was cool, you know, just to yeah. kind of celebrate the moment and the year. You know, it's been a great, successful year. So it was a lot of fun to kind of share it with our members. Where did you guys? Where did you guys have it at? So we had it at this place called Wild Wing Cafe. It's kind of. Uh, very similar to like a Buffalo yeah. Wild Wings, probably a little bit nicer. Um, but yeah, it was a, you know, in the Wild Wing Cafe down there, it's brand new, so it's like uh, set over a lake, so it was really cool. Yeah. Outdoors on the patio, so it was. And so that's was open nice. to you as the owner, your staff, the members, everybody. Yeah. So for the anniversary party, yeah, we invited them all out, and you know, this Wild Wing Cafe down there, you know, it's a smaller town, and it's packed, right? Because this thing just opened a few months yeah. ago. So they don't necessarily let you uh, reserve, right, for parties. So we got there early, right? I had yeah. one of my team members get there early, and he, he kind of had a huge table on the patio, right? But then there's all these other ta- tables, and people were out there eating. So then all of us just start coming in, right? Yeah. And you could tell people were just getting annoyed, so they all <laughs> got up and left. And we basically <laughs> had the entire patio. That's awesome. Years. We just took over. I think that's one of the things I really like, and we might have mentioned it on one of the times we've talked about your business and you know Orange Theory across the world, is even though it's one of the hardest kick-ass workouts ever, like every day it just slaughters me. But you guys are down to celebrate, like our Orange Theory here in Salem's like, hey, we're going on a we're go we're going on a pub crawl next week. Who's in? It's like realistic. Like I love that you worked out, but you can have a cold one and some wings, you know. Oh, see? Yeah, yeah, so. You see, I think some of these other places would be like, we're, yeah, some of these other places would be like, let's have a kale salad and some pomegranate juice and nobody would show for the party. You guys are not messing around. No, absolutely. <laughs> right? Real people trying to do some real things. You're just trying to survive. Exactly. Just trying to not stroke out the next time I have something stressful because I was on the treadmill. Hey, so we're doing a quick, today is two parts. David's going to join us for both. We'll do our usual listen up uh, stuff about the podcast. We think everybody should be paying attention to what we've been listening to. And then Kane will hop back on with us on the second segment. And we're going to do a little, the last time you did this. And I've got 10 things for these two. that technology and just kind of the advancement of the world has kind of written out of existence. So we're going to go through that. But let's start on our podcast kick. Because if you're like me... One, I definitely haven't put the hours in like normal. I don't know if it's because it's summer. And two, because of the lunacy that is NBA free agency, I've been very focused in my pods. I've just been listening to trade breakdowns, I think. Oh, really? Okay. 
Um, so the the Now What podcast and also the uh, uh, Michael Rappaport's podcast, yep. they moved to Luminary, right? Which yep. Luminary at first was free, yep. but now it's uh, premium status, you have to pay for it. So that automatically puts me out. Yep, right? done. Yep, I don't care who you are. <laughs> so that has taken away from my listens, right? So yep. it kind of cut down, which I was, because uh, I was kind of pissed about, right? Because the Now What podcast was my favorite one yep. to listen to. So And they kind of tricked us on that, because you and I both were like, what's this luminary? And you said, no, it's free, we're good. And then they got us about three weeks in, no longer free. Bullshit. You sent me it. I haven't dialed it up yet. Pretty good. Oh, you got to dial it up. Her guests are phenomenal. Unbothered. Had, uh, yeah. Yeah, who has she had on there, man? She's had everybody. Spike Lee. She's had um, Killer Mike. She's had, I mean, you name yeah. it. She's had it, and it's only been out for so long. She's got Kamala Harris is coming on Oh, there. you know I'm in on that. So I know you're in. Oh, no, you're in. all in. I tried to win a ticket today. I paid. I gave more money to Kamala Harris's campaign because if you gave money today, you could win tickets to the debate in Detroit. And Kelly was like, "I'm not trying to go to Detroit." And I was like, "Who cares where it is? Let's just go. Let's just let's win and go. Just hold signs up. Be in trouble. It'd be awesome." Anyway, keep so going. I was, I had started to give her money. Yeah, uh, I gave a couple of times back uh, quite a while ago. And then those fools just start emailing me. It, oh, it's every day. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. I got a sign the other day. I, I won a drawing. Now, you know, it's just like you taught me. There's drawings that very few, that maybe everybody wins or nobody does, but there's no middle ground. But I, I got a, I got a little little poster that'll go up in my yard next week. You know. Um, my, what about, is the unbothered, does that kind of fit the now what slot for you is it that type of thought provoking on race social issues etc right she's usually twice a week i believe oh even Um, better you know and and jimmel hill very much is you know socially active and socially conscious so a lot of her guests that gets into that always is going to fall into the conversation obviously she had that big uh back and forth with trump yeah um, that was that was huge right and that kind of uh, you know, and she was always well known before that, but that just put her into another stratosphere. Right. But, you know, she mixes sports in there as well, right? So, you know, kind of my two favorite things mm-hmm. right now when you talk about the, the political yes. and sports. Um, so, what better podcast, right? Right. And, uh, and it's just great because she's just unfiltered now. You know, so she does everything on her own. So, she's not tied to any company or affiliate. So, she just is on there talking shit, giving her all. <laughs> she, the, yes. The, the reins have been un- unclogged. She's ready to roll. The, the best part about it is, the best part is, so she talks about how, you know, it's all about how she's unbothered, just not bothered by shit, but the last segment, the last five minutes of every episode, she it's called Fuck It Unbothered, where she'll just go <laughs> off with something that has been bothering her in the last week that maybe made news or whatever. Yeah. That is right up our alley because it's it's there's usually at least one thing a day. I was just telling Kelly, God, I get derailed by shit easily. Stuff just sends me off kilter. Like, what the hell is this that I just read on Twitter? Usually, it's our president, but you know, it can be random stuff as well. Speaking of president, 
Oh, today, I spent today, and people who listen to our podcast should not be shocked which way we lean. We've been very clear on where we oh. lean in these things. Oh, not, shy, not shy about it. No, our president's no rant today about the fact that AOC and many other women of color in Congress should go home. Clearly bigoted racism. I was spent like a good 15 minutes like, how can I think of a responding hashtag that might go viral? And then I decided there's smarter people than me that will respond to this piece of shit out there. Um, one of your recommendations, I will say, I, I did two episodes of the Red Pill with Van Lathan, uh, Van Lathan, and it was the one with comedian actor D. Ray Davis, and the next one was the director of When They See Us by it was Ava du, oh, Duvernay. Ava Duvernay. Yes, yeah. and those were great podcasts. Um, I, with D. Ray Davis went off on like the inside, like competition between comedians and was basically like an NBA player talking shit. Like, no, no, I'm the best. Yes. And I didn't even, I, I didn't think of it in that vein, but obviously like, why wouldn't they be competitive to the point? Like, no, I write my own stuff. You're recycling my joke. And that part of it was super cool. And he was talking a lot about John Singleton and some of the stories about it. Uh, and then obviously the Ava piece about you know the work she did for that Netflix special. Those were two really good ones that really drove home why you like that red pill so much. Yeah, he's uh, he's a great follow on Twitter as well, man. Oh, he's yeah, he's. I don't know if he does anything else. Does he? I mean, he's always on Twitter, either giving content or fighting idiots. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's got to be exhausting. All day. Yes. And there's no shortage of them. Have you you caught up on the last couple of episodes of In the Dark? Okay, that's where I wanted to go. Because you and I and my wife were diehard. You got me on to In the Dark. Curtis won the Supreme Court case. But that doesn't mean freedom, correct? It does not mean freedom. So they ruled in um, that, what was it? Uh, the, Evans, uh, yeah, he did. The Batson were like, that was legit. Like he he cheated the prosecutor, Doug Evans. Right, he struck he struck jurors based upon their race. Yes, right. Yes. So he's a racist piece of shit. Yep. But Check. Nothing will happen to him, and he still that uh, that DA right still has the ability to go back and try him for a seventh time if he chooses. So, right. Uh, and nothing. So Curtis is still in jail. Right. He's still in prison. I know. So he won't, and they're talking about a decision won't come probably until August, where it have to be made whether or not they're going to decide to try him for seventh time. So he just sits in jail. Right. Even though it's been right now, it's been basically dismissed that uh, again they they struck jurors unfairly based right. on their race. Like it's just it's baffling. The, the legal right. System, yeah, it's baffling. It's baffling. When they and you know it was even more maybe infuriating on for two different reasons. One, that Kavanaugh, Justice Kavanaugh, who you and I were both once again vocal about, we didn't think he should be on the court, but he writes the opinion for the verdict we wanted, and Clarence Effing Thomas oh God, yeah. is on the other side of this. How? I just. It was fascinating to me listening to the in the dark, you know, talk about the process in the court, and they had the questions and the audio. And that lined up with me being at the Supreme Court for Leah's thing on the D.C. trip a month ago and sitting in there and hearing how literally you got like 30 minutes. And if the, if the justices like Clarence Thomas don't ask you nothing, that's it. Then they just go back in their chambers and, and talk about it. It's just it's it's so mind blowing that that's how it works for the highest court in the land. 
And even this, and when the highest court in the land says, yeah, you got thrown in jail, prison for murder, even though the prosecutor, we agree, and we're making this statement that he cheated, but you're still going to sit there because he might want to do it again. (laughs) Like, what? And the, uh, the, the reporters are, of the podcast or whatever, it sounds like they have another suspect. Oh, right, yes, and, yes. You know, that was brought up throughout the, the entire season, right, that this guy that supposedly had been cleared by the police department back then, but right. had an alibi, but his alibi didn't check out, like... Shocker, yeah. right? Shocker. <laughs> Shocker, right. Um, it's just another strikes against that, that DA and kind of... You know, he had, uh, obviously, uh, this vendetta out. Right. I've got one for you, and then we'll bring Kane back on. One I think you would like, and I got this from a former teammate of ours, Jeff Jensen, who I got to interview for the uh, Hometown Hero segment in Washington, D.C. He sent me one called Against the Rules by Michael Lewis. So it's an author. And he sent me the episode called Refs You Suck. And the guy just does a deep dive, and he goes to Secaucus, and sits in the replay booth that has driven all of us nuts and listens and talks with all the officials and watches the process, not only for the replays in the NBA, but how refs are graded and the data they have. And he's got Steve Kerr on there. He's got the Warriors on there because the Warriors are like, you know, the poster children for screaming and yelling at officials. Um, but it's a, it's only 30, 33, 35 minutes, but he dives into a singular topic that, you know, drives most of us nuts and tries to shed light on it. It's pretty good. Against the rules, Michael Lewis. All right. Um, Check it out. One more that you might, just for happiness, because one of the reasons I think I've been on the NBA is the NBA doesn't sit with me in fury. Like, even though the Lakers didn't get Kawhi, it didn't derail my day. They got Anthony Davis. We're fine. Some of the other ones, you know, they're social commentary, and you just get furious about the world. So I flipped the script and went to Revisionist History by Malcolm Gladwell. And you probably heard of him, right? He wrote all those books. So Gladwell's got revisionist history, and he had a, a one of the episodes was with Pentatonics, you know, the acapella group, and they just went through the way they make the sounds and put choreograph their voices together. So they did it in front of him, and they talked about, okay, this part would be better for you, and this would be better for you, and then they make a song right then and there with just, you know, the beatboxer and their voices. It's crazy. And it was 35 minutes of just gaining some knowledge that I could not be mad about. I could only be happy with humanity after listening. Uh, I don't I just found it. It said pentatonics, and I, I like Gladwell, right? Because he's usually deep diving smart topics. Um, but then, so I just listened to this episode. I was like, that's really cool. And so I followed it. I haven't listened to it lately. I have all the episodes. Uh, but it's Revisionist History by Malcolm Gladwell. There you go. I, and I just did Unbothered by Jamel Hill. We're going to be back. Kane's calling in. We're going to be back with the last time. Stay with us. Across the streams, Kane's joining us. Uh, the story behind how he's joining us, the mobile studio we've been doing the last couple months is double because he's in a car driving around Target trying to get his daughter to go to sleep. So if Ava joins us, it's fine. We're good. Um, David's still with us. Here's the subject, guys. We've been we've been texting back and forth about various things since I turned 40. So I started thinking to myself, what is all the shit we used to do 
that was just part of your day in humans in general, not just us three, that we no longer either have to do or no longer choose to do either because of age or technology, etc. So I got a list of 10 things and I'm sure going through these will lead down random sidebars and tangents, but we want to get as many in with Kane as we can and David and I will finish it off as well. But here's my first one. Name the last time you read a newspaper or a magazine, physically, paper, copy, go. Version of the <laughs> Chronicle today. What? They brought over some cinnamon or some cinnamon rolls and some uh, mimosas. And they brought you the paper. Move, and they brought in the Sunday edition of the Bozeman Chronicle <laughs> copy. So Pop sat down there and read through the sports section. I got caught up on. Uh, here's another side note. Earthquake hit uh, Manhattan, Montana. What? Just outside of Belgrade. So, literally, I'm, I feel like the earthquakes are chasing me. Yes. Right? Did you feel so, this one, unlike Vegas? going on. This one was a little small one in comparison. It was like a 4.1. So, did you feel it, or you just found out about it in your I just, that you got? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I read about it this morning. <laughs> my mom, my, my mother-in-law, said she felt it last night, but didn't want to tell anybody because she felt like, uh, maybe I'm just crazy, and if I say something, everyone else is going to think I'm crazy too. Right. So I'm not going to say a word. David, have I'm you ever sure felt an earthquake? Course. What's that? Has, has David, you ever felt an earthquake? No, but I've been directly involved in three tornadoes, like in them. Jesus. But no earthquakes. Good no Lord. Kane's yeah, an earthquake yeah. magnet, and you're a tornado yeah. survivor? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. What is going on? Tornado survivor. Like through your house, like Bill Paxton in in Twitter. I mean, in Twister. One took off the side panel of my house, right, and flooded my basement. Yeah, all kind of shit. One took took down uh, my bistro cafe of my Lifetime Fitness out in Woodstock, Georgia. When I moved down here, a tornado came down the highway, took it out. (laughs) What in the hell? Tornado came through. I was at the Hawks game. This is the most unusual one because it was in downtown Atlanta. I was at the Hawks game with my nephew. Came out early. It was just eerie. A tornado had come through downtown, wreaked havoc. There was chairs, like hotel buildings are all down there. There was chairs and couches and love seats in the middle of downtown street that had just been thrown out of the windows. The whole garage. My God. Yeah. Yeah. Something three. I'm, I'm yeah. I don't. You two are like walking magnets for natural disasters. We can't hang out anymore. Don't believe. <laughs> David, when's the last time you read a newspaper or magazine? Uh, newspaper physically can't. Read <laughs> that. Uh, but but a magazine just on uh what's today on Friday. So I have to go to the uh, I get allergy shots seasonal allergies. Yeah. And I always sit down and I read the magazines while I'm waiting. Man. Like People or yeah. Us? Entertainment magazines. Yeah, man. I, yeah, I, yeah, I and I always read them back to front. Back to front. Is, uh, I have, I still get the ESPN, the mag, the end of its run. I, I get that subscription. I haven't opened it in, oh, God, a year at least. I look at the cover and that's the extent of it. 
Um, and the newspaper in Salem is struggling so much that it's not the cover is Statesman Journal for Salem and the inside is the USA Today. So they're trying to trick you. They got nothing local to add on to there. It's, uh, it's, I don't know. Well, Cass and Rhonda are still reading it, apparently. So well, you just read it right online. You would think. Like I read, I read the Big Gazette a couple yeah. times a week still. Right? No. Yeah. I yeah for sure. I go on there. I'll go to the Oregonian, the Portland newspaper that gives me some stuff. But it's, it's digital. Yeah, for sure. I don't even know how to fold a newspaper anymore. And it used to be auto. Um, Did you ever know how to fold those? Yeah, I was. I, come on, man. How did I get yeah, my stats knowledge? How did I get my stats knowledge? Just diving into box scores. Um, here's one. Putting it in your back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> when did you last have to memorize a phone number? Oh, oh my wife. Like yeah, back when you off. when you started dating? A couple years. No, 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 no. She got a uh, she got a new number probably I don't know three four years ago. Yeah. And I just memorized it within the last year. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I, I had no idea. And the only way I, the only reason I memorized it is because my wife had made my daughters memorize her number, right? Mm-hmm. So if they ever needed her, right? And they were teasing me and asking me if I knew mom's number, which I had no. Idea. <laughs> it was a single, so I yeah. Prove them that I could memorize the number, so it, it was within the last year. Kane. We might have put us on. He, we might have lost him for a second. I was gonna say, like, I know my wife's number, but I don't dial it. Like, you don't dial Janelle's number, do you? No, but whenever you're doing forms, you know, you have to write right. out the number. Yeah, right. The I'm trying to think. Like, I knew your phone number. Hey, let me see if I still have it from Montana. Two five six zero seven six three. See, I like that, but we had to. Like, you had to know everybody's number. You don't got no. You got to know somebody's number for five seconds, long enough for your phone to get it right, or they just share a contact. But you don't. I still remember Jason Side's number. Jeez. Did, <laughs> did you have to dial? <laughs> Kane, what about you? Like in recruiting, I don't memorize recruits' numbers. I just put it in my phone. No, yeah, it's it's, it's something that we <laughs> we have ruined our own memory. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, you're out. And sure enough, my wife leaves or sends me a text like, hey, idiot, I'm trying to call you. Pick up. For the smartphones, though, kids, because we were still kind of coming up in that age where we were getting to be, I guess it was at college, right? Or no, smartphones didn't come to college. No, yeah, we were. You started your career. Yeah. Right? You started your career. Yeah. And you didn't have a smartphone yet. Did you have, like, the Rolodex that you would, like, sit on a, a desk? Oh, I, my head coach that I work for did. Everybody was a note card. Everybody. Our recruiting our recruiting plan was the note cards in the back of his truck. Hey, these numbers in the back. Oh, it was brutal. But even then, oh, you're right. Well, what about when you had to switch phones and I had like an Excel sheet printout of everybody's hand-copied number? And that's how, oh, yeah, we'll just re-put this in. It'll take me two days, but it'll be fun. Idiot. 
Duh. The okay, here's one. Same line. Phone. Do you leave and or listen to voicemails? Do you leave voicemails? Yeah, if anybody has a voicemail these days, I get pissed off that people <laughs> don't have their voicemails set. I don't understand that. Oh, recruits don't. I, I recruits don't. Kane, you can speak to that. Recruits do not have it set up. Yeah. And so when you're trying to call and get a hold of a player, you can't leave them a voicemail. So you just got to leave, leave or make that kind of your rules or standards. Like, hey, dude, if I call you, you better call me back. <laughs> but yeah, it's. I'm, Do I'm you guys have transcribed voicemail? Like it transcribes it for you? Because I'm not trying to listen. Yeah. I want to read it real quick. Oh, yeah, I'm a reader. I'm not going to listen to a voicemail, but I, I will try to read it. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes that reading, it, it will come up and it sounds crazy. <laughs> yes. You know, somebody you're talking to, maybe has an accent, whatever. But I still don't understand the whole voicemail thing. I, I don't. When did that start, King? Like, when did people stop? Yeah, it's it's. Up their voice <laughs> That's what I want to know. Like, what, are we come to that point in society where we're just too lazy to do that? Like, it's not that hard. All you got to do is you don't even have to put a little message anymore. No. You can literally just. I don't care if you just leave it as you've reached. Whatever number, you know, that uh, you've reached four zero six six seven one, and they're not available. That's I mean, it's ridiculous to me that you can't set up your own voicemail. <laughs> but then the people that do set up, and I, and I think it's the younger generation, right? If they do have one set up, they don't listen to them. No, they don't so listen. The thing is, if somebody leaves me a voicemail, it's probably pretty damn important. Exactly. Because a lot of people don't leave voicemails. Anymore. No, that's true. But I do get physically <laughs> mad. I get mad when I get the double ring. Like, okay, let's say somebody calls me and I send them to voicemail. And it gives me the ding on a missed call. And then, like, you know, 45 seconds later when they're done talking, it gives me the voicemail ding. I get mad. I don't know. That's me. I'm not saying that's how it should be. I just get pissed. Like, what the fuck? What do you want? I'm a little excited. Like, oh, shit, I got something to play. Right? Oh. It's so rare nowadays. It is. Kane, you might not be at this yet because your daughter's not old enough, but David, all of us, when did you actually write out math? Like you had to write out division or multiplication or even adding. When did you write it out on a piece of paper last? (laughs) But see, Uh, only because of them, right? Like I haven't sat in my office and been like, you know what, 36 plus 19. Let me dial that up real quick on a sticky note. <laughs> just do it. it. Just to see if I can still remember all that stuff. Oh, that's that's so it's not there. I'll tell you that it's not. It's no. Still there. And most even it, well, the new math. Most of it the is. new math, you've got to have a degree in and, and uh, art. Oh yeah. Art degree. Yes. All the pictures and shit you got to be able to draw. It's crazy. You show your work for new math. If uh, anybody listen out there, if you if you want nothing, if you learn nothing else, just go to hackamath.com hackamath.com and you'll be able to type in your kid's problem that you can't fucking solve and it'll it'll divvy it up for you it'll show you all the ways if you want to spend that much time yeah it's pretty good my, it's, my, my wife had to go to a they had a class for the parents <laughs> to teach the parents how to do the math for our, our daughter that's awesome that's who decided who decided that they we need to 
Oh, it was like a big thing because my assistant coach, Coach McCray, you know, came that we were with in Vegas. He's a math guy. He was in the Oregon like fight about it. Like, hey, ten years ago, we're gonna switch to this new version, and you know, it was like a, it was like a election. Like, no, I'm voting against it. No, I'm voting for it. Tell me he was against it. Oh yeah, he's oh McCray's surly ass. He's against all change. <laughs> uh, okay, here's one. Uh, wrote a check. I do it. I do it. I do it daily. Do you? Oh, because because uh, be an owner. Yeah. Yeah. Kane, what about you? And it had to be the physical copy. <laughs> it had to be uh, whatever cashier's checks. I guess I technically didn't write it out. Yeah. Do you have a, David, do you have a personal checkbook? Kane, do you have a checkbook? I don't have a checkbook. <laughs> yeah, I have, a, I have a personal checkbook and then I have my uh, business account checkbook. Where do you yeah, carry it? personal checkbook. Oh, just, I, I carry it in my drawer at the house. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even carry a wallet around, man. I, I take a license and a credit card. <laughs> Is that the one where you do the math in your own ledger too? Like, oh, carry the seven over at uh, Warren, like mom used to do at the grocery store. Oh, yeah. Hey, by the way, I, I just got a check from your parents. Yep. Yeah, I for, bet you did. For fun. For I first interstate bank still. Yep, probably. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do your parents? Do your guys' parents still uh, send you like like twenty dollar checks? Yep. Like yep. Go have a little night on the town on us. I'm going to Venmo. So is that going to be us when we're Venmoing our kids? They're growing up. They're like, God, Dad, what is? why are you Venmoing me? Just hit the digital ID, for God's sake. Okay, here's one. Watched a TV show, Sports Excluded, live. I'm talking commercials on the time it starts. No DVR, no Netflix. Like a network show that's not sports. Okay. Um, just a few days ago, it was actually Big Brother. My 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 wife and my girls they are Big Brother fanatics, so they watch all the time. But usually, usually it's DVD, right. and then we'll watch it, so we don't have to do the commercials. Right. And I, and I, I, I bowed out about three seasons ago. Right? So, <laughs> but I don't know what was going on the other night. Like I was bored, something. So they had a friend over, and they took over the TV. So it was the only, you know, we only have really kind of one TV that we use in the house. So I had to watch it, and they wanted to watch it live. They didn't want to wait. So we had to sit through all those goddamn commercials. <laughs> it's brutal. It's brutal. And I don't, it's amazing to me how we did it. Like, it was nothing. Yes. Right? I mean, it was just what we did. You sat through commercials. Like, the movies, watching cable television and watching. 
Brutal. Brutal. It's a five-hour event. Oh. oh, it's unbelievable. It is literally an hour and a half movie is a four-hour sit-down deal because of the commercial breaks. And sometimes it's like a JV editor that cuts it off and it doesn't make any sense why they went to commercial at that particular point. <laughs> what is... Go ahead. Yes. Godly amounts for advertisement on TV. I don't. It's a great point. That's a great question. Fantastic. Because I haven't watched. I was going to ask you guys, what is the show that you last were like? I want to watch it when it's new and coming out right now. I don't have one. Like maybe Modern Family five years ago, but you know they're charging ridiculous amounts for those television spots for the commercials. Who's fallen for this? Yes. Yeah. Talking about radio marketing, and I was like, "How the hell do you sell any type of marketing on the radio deal?" And he was like, "Well, it's still there's ways in which you're still it's very profitable." Yeah. Or their research or data shows that they still hit a certain amount of people as far as the market is concerned. Right. So there's got to be something to it. Obviously, with live sports, that's that's one thing. Super Bowl, big events like that. Right. Live sports, I get. Yeah. Yeah, but some of these just regular. What about on the DVR though? When they trap you and they say "fast forwards disabled," oh, go to hell, go to hell, Comcast. It oh, we're stuck, and it's only one commercial, and you just want to lose your mind. <laughs> like, what the hell is this? Yes. I don't know what my kids would even do. Like, David, what would your girls do if they had, like, three minutes of waiting in between? Well, they just did Big Brother. Like, mine would lose their mind. They scream pause, and they they it's a full-on mutiny if we don't pause it when they go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, it's like they don't understand. They're like, fast-forwarded, Here's one. Watched it. You like physically took it out of its case and put a DVD in. I I will say you took a DVD out of its case and put it in a DVD player. Oh man, recent again, man. I'm on this, man. I'm uh, I'm still living in the past. <laughs> me and my daughter are going through all of the Marvel movies. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. What do you play it on? I, I don't. Oh, I would have to play it on my Xbox. I don't have one, like a DVD player. <laughs> what do you play it on? Oh. Gotcha, Kane. Do you still like? You don't get DVDs for games anymore, or do you still? For scouts? No, no we don't either. Like somebody looked at us. Like I think it was two years ago. A team tried to give me a DVD after the game, and I was like, what the hell am I going to do with this? When's it going to be uploaded, brother? What are you? Yeah, I, I can't really
Yeah. See, now all I got to do is stream the damn thing, so I've got this, this box full of DVDs that I don't need. Right. So. Biggest waste of money in the world, right? If it was, oh, my God. I bought a DVD collection. Oh, Jesus. Seriously, just hindsight. You're like, God, what the, how much money I just wasted on all this? It was, well, I had to, like, you remember back 2010, Kane, in recruiting, like, we still had, like, a DVD packet of, like, oh, yeah, all those kids, make sure you organize the DVDs for all the kids' film. Can you fathom that now? Like, what, you're going to send me a disc? I can't even watch it, bro. Well, I remember going on recruiting trips. Hi, Ava. And uh, just on recruiting trips, and you had to get, make sure you got either VHS or DVD highlight film. Kid. Yes. So you have to pack that in. You have to bring an extra suitcase or an extra dump bag <laughs> in my case. And uh, pack those home. And uh, yeah, it was just a real pain in the ass. For sure. The. Okay. Yep. Uh, Ava's awake. That's, my, uh, that's your cue. Like that was great. We got through seven with you. We'll finish up the next three. All right, perfect. All right, guys. All right. See ya. Okay. All right, we'll touch you soon. Okay, here's one. Uh, knowledge gathering. You saw a human or you yourself have an encyclopedia. Right? When have you even seen an encyclopedia last? Oh, man. Those are going to be in some kind of museum. <laughs> Can you believe yeah, that's what we no did? Idea. Right? Like, we did that. I remember, uh, I remember when we got our Encyclopedia Britannica at my house. Yes. Right? It was we a... put it downstairs in our spare bedroom, and that was the go-to. I was telling my girls about this a couple of months ago, like how I used to have to go get information, and they, they couldn't they, they couldn't grasp the idea. No, exactly. That I couldn't go on Google and type in something. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, it's, it's nuts. That's what we... And in the, like, you know, you had to do a book report or something in high school or middle school. You just had this stack of old knowledge. <laughs> like, this was true. This is the 1986 Britannica. You're fine. Yeah, but it's 95. It doesn't matter. Nine years, nothing's changed. It's good. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's nuts, right? <laughs> uh, what about printing out photos? Do you have physical photos? And mm-hmm. commercials and all that. So I used to have to, you know, print out like headshots when we'd go um, auditions and all of that. So I would just print them out at, you know, go to the Walmart. Right. So it wasn't too long ago that I was doing some of that. I still um, get I physical. Man, I still live in the past. You, I mean, you're keeping like 2000 to 2008 alive yourself. Uh, my mom still, she might be the last person taking photos to get developed and then sending them, even though they're the photos I shared with her via digital. <laughs> she sent me the hard copies back. What are we doing? That's fantastic. Uh, you know, so none of the like photos that like I take myself, right? right. You know, and I'm not really going in and getting any of those developed. Right? No. Photo stream. That's right. Photo stream iCloud, man. That's, right. You just have them. Like, they're just there. I did what you told me. You changed my life when you told me to album, take my iPhone and get all my photos and albums. Now I'm addicted. Like, they have to be moved to the right album. I have to do it. Right. So you can pull them up. Yes. Forever, right? And I've been phenomenal at it. Yeah. I got recruiting shareables. You know, I got social media screenshots. I got so many albums. It's, fin- it's, it's OCD, but it's fine. It's cool. Okay. Last one. 
You used a physical map. <laughs> I have uh, never used a physical map. <laughs> I am probably the most geographically challenged person in the world. You don't know where the hell you're going? I have never, I have never known how to utilize a map to get me somewhere. <laughs> I promise you. So I have never used one. I can only say that I've used one in a zoo with my son or at the Smithsonian's because he wanted the physical map and we did that inside. But driving around, no, uh-uh, that's not going to happen. It's go to grid H1, J1, and you'll find... How did humans live? Like, there's got to be a documentary about how you we know, existed. Live, you just drove in a circle? I was living in Minneapolis, which downtown Minneapolis and downtown St. Paul is ridiculous to kind of get around. Yeah. Uh, I would call my... Wife, yeah. my girlfriend at the time, I called Janelle and uh, have her give me directions, <laughs> and then like like she was a turn by turn, like, she would be oh Siri for me, and then get super mad when she wasn't fast enough for. And you'd miss it. it. You'd miss the exit. Yes. Well, do you? I flew into Minneapolis to see you and Schwab, and that clown drove off in front of me. We were on our way to your house. It was like oh five. We're on our way to your house. And I didn't take the exit. I was lost for like three hours. I had no way to find you people. I went to like gas stores and said, you got a map? Take the left, take the right. You know, like people use that language where they can just figure stuff out directionally. Get out of here. Give me. But even this, like when we used to go on road trips as a team, you had to get the GPS unit that came with the 50 pound sandbag so it could go on your car. Like, can you imagine? Like, that's what we used to do. Like, make sure you got a GPS reserve, an extra 30 bucks. And then finally, one day, the guy's like, Coach, I can just do it on my phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jackass. You're just complaining about the budget, man. Don't reserve the GPS for the minivans after the flight, idiot. Wait, I, I got one for you. Okay. Do your kids know how to use a rotary phone? Oh, God, no. Have they seen one? They've only seen it in the museum. Seriously, there's no way they've seen one. There's no so way. We were in a museum today, right? We yeah. were in a museum today. Uh, down in Warner Roberts, we're at the, the, the aviation, Museum of Aviation. So they had this rotary phone, and like, you know, and it was like behind this thing that you're not supposed to go on. But my daughter's like, oh, I want to go see the phone. <laughs> I'm like, do you know how to use a phone? She's like, yeah, you, you, you take the number and in, in you in your just turn it, right? And I was like, all right, do you pick up the handle before or after? <laughs> And they both looked at each other, right? And they were trying to figure it out. They were like, before. No, no, after. Yeah, no, no, I right. have no idea how a rotary phone would work. Well, it's, remember we used to have the cords, and then if you were super sick, if your house, your parents had the cordless phone. I mean, just the evolution we've been through. Remember the busy signal? Calling somebody oh. and it was busy? Like, God damn it. Get off the phone, Kanika. I'm trying to call David. What the hell? No, it was James. It was James. <laughs> James. Yes. Remember Nick Carpenter's beeper? That was something else. Oh, How is that? I mean, it is. It's a whole nother segment. And if Netflix puts that up. God, no. I didn't have my own car. I didn't have anything. I had a, this, the phone that stretched under the cupboards in our kitchen. And that's where I had to make all my calls. There's no privacy. It's ridiculous, man. <laughs> under the cupboards and just sit in the kitchen and try to talk quiet. Like, what are you doing? Oh, man. Let's cross the streams the last time. 
Content reminder, the opinions expressed on the Cross the Streams podcast are those of the host and the guests alone and do not reflect the opinions of the institutions, universities, or businesses that employ the hosts or the guests. Shine. I'm just keeping my shine. 